0: hi everyone it's joe and autumn we're back again for another ruby episode zippity doodah zippity uh we're gonna talk about the first four and a half episodes of ruby season one season two season two <laughs> thanks that's kind of late um yeah, do you have anything, uh anything you want to say about these particular set of episodes?
1: Not really. There's honestly not a lot to say. They're just pretty They're they're just episodes of the show.
0: Yeah. They're not bad.
1: I have, I have nothing yeah. bad to say. I have nothing grand to say the fight themes cool. That's about it. Just law lore.
0: Yep. They have they have some cool fights. They have some uh some weird moments, but overall it's pretty decent. But, uh... So, first episode... Opens up immediately on the same dust store from the first episode. Um, it's having a grand reopening. opening sure do hope that nothing happens to the guy or his shop, ha <laughs> Uh, a new character shows up. Um... We eventually learn her. her name is Emerald. Um, she has darker skin and green hair. And I'm not going to lie, the very first thing I uh, thought when I saw her is that she looks like a kiwi. Like the fruit. Yeah, that's the first thing in your notes here. <laughs> the second yep. thing. Yep. She, she just looks like a kiwi. That's the first thing that I thought. Uh, she walks up to the guy and is like, hi, I'm really lost. I'm trying to find this place Can you tell me where it is. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I just go this way, blah, 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 blah. Um, and she goes, and she runs into her partner, who we learned is named Mercuryus. Yeah, and, Mercury. and she stole the guy's wallet, which is great, because that means that the first main character of Ruby, who has dark skin, is a thief. Uh, we see later that it appears that she just steals things for the fun of it. Good work, guys. Um... Also, it, uh, no, that'll come up later. Um, so they go into a bookstore. And she starts asking the guy if he has certain books because the bookstore's motto is, we have every book under the sun. So she just starts listing rare books. Uh, and then she goes, hey, do you have the third crusade? And he goes, No, I don't have that. And then they have a good minute talking about how that means his slogan is false advertising. Ha 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 ha. They're there to kill him because he is a faunus who is thinking of skipping out on the White Fang. So he's there. They're there to assassinate him. Um, He tries to fight back and Mercury appears to have gun boots because he kicks him and then we hear a gunshot and then they walk out. Uh, let's see. then it cuts to Team Ruby. They are sitting at a table and chatting while, um, fuck, what's her name? The quirky girl on Juniper.
1: Oh, not um... no, I forget. Uh, Nora.
0: Nora. So Nora is... Slinging, uh, larger and larger food across several tables into Yang's mouth. For some reason. Uh, while Ruby exposits that semester break is almost over. So they have to cram all of the fun they possibly could into this last day! Um, and she starts quoting Abraham Lincoln, which, Ruby, you do not get to quote Abraham Lincoln... You're the show that has the really bad racism subplot, which I guess is now the main plot, or so it seems so far. Uh, and then she references Nixon, and I don't, I don't like it. Uh, and then Sun shows up, and he is with a new friend who has blue hair, and I do not like him. Just immediately, I do not like him. What is that you don't like about him? He, uh, I don't know, he just seems smarmy. Like he thinks he's hot shit and a hit with the ladies, and is like, "Hey, I'm super cool and charming," despite the fact that there's nothing about me that seems cool, and I have no charm. I did the finger guns and clicked my mouth, but you couldn't. Yeah, Mike can't pick that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but Son's like, "No, I really want you to meet these, uh, meet these girls. They're really cool." Um. I really like them, so, you know, don't be a jerk. Uh, and the guy's like, hey, I'm never a jerk. I'm Lando Calrissian. But not even remotely cool. That's why I don't like him. It seems like someone's trying to do a Lando Calrissian impression. Uh, so they open the door to the cafeteria with the laziest animation I've ever seen. They are... I still say that's clearly done on purpose. yeah this was, slide in. Oh no, it was done on purpose. They just did it so they didn't have to pay money on animation. It just looks really bad. They just like... they Like, they are... It's essentially a T-pose, except their arms aren't outstretched. But they just kind of move into uh, the room. Their expression's not changing. Uh, and there is a food fight, except it is... A terrible food fight. Uh, Terrible, I mean, like... Terrible, like a tragedy. Yeah, Uh, the actual fight's pretty cool. Like, the fight itself is cool, but, like, people are fleeing and crying. Uh, Team Juniper has erected a mountain out of the tables and chairs. And Nora's at the top declaring herself queen of the castle. While Team Ruby leads a rebellion. Uh, there is an extended fight scene, which, okay, it's cool. Uh, they... (laughs) The two teams are legitimately trying to kill each other with food. Uh, because... I guess they have the aura for shields, so they don't actually get hurt. Um, except at one point, Weiss does almost have a column fall on her. Um. And, like, cans of soda get launched at people really fast? Um one of the soda machines just has people like grapes uh, across the front. It's very very funny. The best Um, joke. um, And then Ruby, after all of Team Ruby, except for Ruby, gets defeated, Ruby goes and uses her super speed to move so fast, it just gathers up all of the debris and soda and food and just slams into Juniper, and they get pasted to the wall. Um, And then... Glinda comes in and is super pissed and she just waves her wand and fixes everything uh, and makes a joke about not playing with her food. Uh, And then Oz comes in and is like, hey! No big deal! Hey, I'm Oz! Hey, I don't know why I'm Italian. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What? And just says, hey, let it go. They're kids. Just let them be kids because soon they're not going to be kids anymore. Um, And so everyone gets off scot-free despite causing a lot of Property damage that took literally a second to fix. N- I mean, true. I'm curious about all the giant chunks of concrete they destroyed.
1: Like, well, at the end, everything looked perfect, so yeah.
0: I-, I think they forgot the fact that Ruby straight up uh, that they started throwing chunks of concrete at each other. Either forgot or just like, I don't know, She's she's
1: fixing everything with magic anyway. Fuck it. Air. Like, if you're going that far,
0: like, fixing a, a stone pillar, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so episode ends with going back to, uh, a warehouse with, uh, Roman Torchwood, who is the guy from the first episode, and the last episode of last season, the guy with the cane, who's, like, a mafia dude. Um, he is meeting with, uh, Emerald and Mercury. Um, he references that they were sent by someone, and he makes a joke about how it's just like the divorce that she sent the kids. Uh, and then they're like, "Oh, we don't want to talk. We don't want to think about you procreating." When Roman fucks, one hundred percent, like yeah, R- Roman fucks. He's he's the right kind of smarmy We're like, I could see someone being like. Eh, I guess. Um then Cinder shows up. Uh we finally learn that her name is Cinder. Uh we quickly see why people like Cinder, and that is she is very dominating and sexy. Um And that's the end of the episode. Oh, she's um she declares that the, the Faunus plan is going to phase two and that they no longer need dust. Uh, and then she shows Roman something, and I don't think we see what it is. Um, yeah, that was episode one. Best day ever. Forgot to say the name of the, t- uh, ep- the title of the episode. Uh, it's best day ever because Ruby said they're going to have the best day ever. Uh, anything to add? Uh,
1: not really. It was. Like, had that, you know, problem at the beginning, then had a double fight scene, and kind of...
0: Okay, um, episode two, welcome to Beacon. Uh, there's a new intro, uh, I think it sounds like some of the camp songs I used to have to sing back when I worked at a camp, um, because it sounds like the person is just trying to sing whatever they are singing as fast as they can. Um, but it's- it's alright. Um, we open up and there are a bunch of military gunships flying around Beacon. um, and then we zoom through a cloud, which takes a really long time for some reason, and it's, uh, Glinda and Oz in a clock tower, and they're both talking about how this is the military and the military's here, and they're not really comfortable with that, um, and then... General James Ironwood is introduced. He's there to see uh, Oz. He is most likely named after the Tin Man. uh, Because Ironwood. Waka waka. and And as a general in a show like this, he is probably a bad guy. Or a neutral guy who is emotionless and will cause problems because he doesn't have emotions. Kind of thing. Uh, they talk, um, Glenda does not like James, Oz and him talk about why they're there, Uh, James says he's there because Beacon has become a hotbed of problems, essentially, and so he brought the military, uh, Oz says, no, I don't think that's a big deal, James says, well, what if what if what crow was saying is right and this is the first mission of wait no this is the second mission of crow first mission of crow is uh in the very first episode ruby mentions that her uncle crow helped her build, uh, build her scythe right um and so i was like no if that's true then we'll take care of it then but i don't think it's true and so james leaves and goes well are you are you sure that your kids are ready to become soldiers? Or are you sorry, do you honestly believe your children can go to war? To which I respond, No, they're fucking kids. Why would you ask that?
1: Because it's anime. It's, it's anime. what that it happens in all
0: anime. <laughs> anime. Uh, children to a war. Uh scene changes to Ruby and DA Team Ruby is Sitting at a table in the library. And they seem to be playing some bizarre combination of Risk and Magic the Gathering and Warhammer and Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, and Ruby and Yang are hella into it. Uh, Weiss and Blake are not. Team Juniper is, in theory, trying to study in the background. Um, except Nora's taking a nap. John's not paying attention and uh, the other two are the only ones studying. Uh, Ruby and Yang go through a long, complicated combination of actions, and then it's... go through a long combination of actions, and then it is... Weiss's turn. Weiss goes, I don't know how- what I'm doing when I'm playing. So Yang walks over and goes, Ah, so here's how you can play your cards. And if you do this, then you're three-quarters of the way to victory. So Weiss starts to get super into it and is like, "Haha! Bow down before me, for I am your queen now. You shall know true terror as I rip the mewling babes from your arms. To which Yang reveals that she is playing a trap card, which reverses all of that, which means... Yang looked at Weiss's cards and said, Huh, she's having problems. I know what I'll do. To encourage her to get into this game, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna tell her to commit all of her forces in a certain way, so then then I can defeat them and make her actions worthless. Surely that'll make, uh, Weiss interested in this game. Don't do that!
1: It was it, it an was, it was extremely accurate portrayal of how those things go. Don't do that! I don't say people should do that. I'm just saying that's what people do. I, I, I know.
0: I know. It's so fucking bullshit. If you're teaching someone how to play a game, don't teach them how to play into your hand so you win. Purposefully play into their hand so that they win so they become enthusiastic. Jesus Christ. Uh, John Jean wants to join the game. Uh, and R- Team Ruby goes no. We already have four people, and this is a very tactical game. Uh, Jean says no. I'm very tactical. I, so I've been told. And Weiss goes, "Who by your mom?" And he goes, "Yeah, but also by uh Petra." And Petra goes, "Hello, I'm here." Um, and then that's the only time she speaks for the entire four episodes. um, and then halfway through the scene, she just she just stands up and walks away like i don't I don't know why.
1: oh, check a new book i I didn't really pay attention to that,
0: I guess um, it was
1: very much a background like this is happening, I guess well, the foreground stuffs what's important,
0: yeah, um, Gene also almost outs Blake as a faunus. Um, And then Sun and Neptune, which is the name of the guy I hate, show up. And Neptune immediately starts flirting with all the ladies, especially Blake. And Blake's like, no, I'm not interested, and walks away. Um. Uh, Then we flashback to Blake. Blake is sitting in her dorm and is having a flashback to the night where she foiled the big... White cloth, not white cloth, white fang plan. Uh, and she's getting interrogated by Oz, being like, Hey, how did you know, like, they were gonna be there? And she was like, I was just there, and you know, I'm hiding, I wear the bow to hide who I am, because the white man can't understand why the person who is part of a persecuted minority would want to hide the fact that they were a persecuted minority. Uh, And Oz mentions, you know, hey, you didn't go to a prestigious fighting school like most people do. Uh, You just came in being able to fight. And Blake mentions that she was an outlaw. She grew up outside of the kingdoms. So she had to learn how to fight um, so she wouldn't die. Um, Oz clearly knows that she used to be White Fang, but is trying to get her to admit it. She does not admit it. And he goes... Okay! And he walks out and refers to her as uh, Blake Belladonna, and it is at this point that I realize I should look up her name. So, uh, Blake's name means Mysterious Fancy Lady. Because she's Beauty and the Beast.
1: Yeah. Why are we sitting on this?
0: I'm reading my notes. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Then it cuts back to um, Blake is coming out of her uh, flashback as the rest of Team Ruby is arguing. Um, or as the rest of the team... Right. The rest of the team comes in, and apparently they lost um, the board game to, uh, I'm guessing, Mercury. They just say one of the exchange students beat them. Um, and they confront Blake because... They're like, hey, Blake, you've been especially distant, and we know that's your thing, but you promised that you would tell us if something was up, and so we're confronting you. What's up? As Weiss poses dramatically, and then it reveals that she is standing on a chair, which is teetering forward, uh, and then she almost falls, and she, like, pretends that she was just tucking in the chair under a desk. It's dumb. Uh, Blake reveals that she's super, uh, worried about the fact that no one's doing anything about the White Fang. White Fang appear to be out there with a big plot, and, uh, everyone else is just like, No, you know, us and the police and the military are looking into it. Like, it's good. It's fine. Everything's gonna be great. And Blake's like, No. (laughs) No, it's not. We need to be taking care of this. Weiss argues we're just kids. What could we possibly do? We're not full Huntsmen. Blake says, but what if we're never ready? We need to take care of this. And Ruby uh, puts it up to a vote. Hey, do we want to become the youngest Huntsman team to ever take down a major uh, crime syndicate? And everyone votes yes. Um, and then as they're starting to make their plans, Ruby realizes she left her board game in the library, so she rushes out to go retrieve her from the library and run smack dab into Emerald, Cinder, and Mercury, who are now disguised as students. They're pretending to be transfer students, which is interesting because I'm pretty sure Cinder's supposed to be in her mid-20s. Um, Ruby yells, welcome to Beacon. Which is the title drop, Waka Waka. And then there's uh, new end credits, and uh, which has some interesting fan art. Turns out at the end of every episode this season, it looks like there's going to be new fan art by new people, which is super cool With them. Love that I shit. Rooster Teeth, I approve. Uh, anything to add about this episode? Uh, not really. Okay. Um, <laughs> pretty pretty uneventful. I feel. Uh, my argument or only comment I have is everything that has to do with Oz has gears in it. And I don't know if that was a thing in season one, but like his his desk in the clock tower has a lot of gears. There's a lot of gears in the clock tower. Well, I'm pretty sure. Clock power. Shosh. Um, <laughs> the I'm pretty sure his cane has gears on it. It's weird. Not I mean, not necessarily bad. But just it's, just the aesthetic they picked out for him. It's. I'm sure, I'm sure there's an actual reason for it, but it's. Eh, I think it's really busy and distracting, because that means every every scene with the gears. Um, my I'm paying more attention to the gears than what's happening. I honestly want not even notice that you didn't point it out. But,
1: I on actually one thing it could be since it is something that has to keep on moving and spinning throughout every scene. It could be just, like, them trying to show off some animation chops.
0: I guess. Except you can just do a canned, recycled animation. And just recycle the animation.
1: That's just a guess. I have no idea. Hmm. Uh, Episode 3,
0: A Minor Hiccup. um, Cuts in... Weiss and John are sitting in class. The teacher is at the front of the class making wum-wum-wum-wum-wum-wum-wum. Yeah, it's Even like... It's peanuts. It's the
1: peanuts thing. It's very accurate to what it's like being in high school. Rubble, 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 rubble.
0: Um exactly. John is trying to hit on Weiss and is like, Hey, we should, like, go out and get dinner and, like, go and hit up the town, and then, you know, maybe come home and study. And the class ends, and he's like, were you paying attention to me at all? And Weiss says, no, 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 yes. Um, so she leaves, turns out that this is the day that Team Ruby is going to go out and try to solve this. They all have new outfits, and I like them, they're pretty cute, except, oh no, they gave all of the girls jiggle physics. Especially Yang. But not Ruby. Ruby is wearing a corset. So. And also is 14. And, excuse me, she's 16? Wait, 15. No, No, she's 15. Because Yang and Blake are 17, and Weiss is 16. We've done this before! They're all underage. I I can't remember. They're all underage. And it's gross and creepy. Um... So they're like, okay, here's the plan. Uh, Ruby's going to team up with Weiss, and Yang and Blake are going to team up, and they're going to go do the things. Um, and then Sun is like, well, who am I going to go with? Because Waka Waka, Sun's hanging outside their window for some reason. Um, I mean, the, the reason is because he has a crush on Blake and wants to hang out with Blake, but... Um, and then Mercury's also there, and they don't explain how Mercury got up. Neptune?
1: Yeah, Neptune. Mercury's the
0: the bad guy. Right, right, Neptune, sorry. That's all good. So Sun and Neptune are there. It's not explained how Neptune got up that high, because Team Ruby is in one of the higher levels of the dorms. Um... They they ask him, how did you get up here? And he says, I have my ways. And then, it's, can I please come inside? It's really high up. Which, just, you could have just said you were on Sun's back as he climbed up there. Because Sun is a monkey faunus. So it makes sense that he could climb trees and shit. Like, just. uh So they, they split up the teams again. Now it's Ruby and Weiss are going to go use the internet. Um, Blake and Sun are going to go crash a White Fang meeting, and Yang and Neptune are going to go hit up a nightclub for information. And so we get some an exposition dump. It turns out that the internet comes from... Uh, One of the kingdoms after the Great War, they set up the internet for everybody, and it's great. Uh, Blake and Weiss are making fun of each other about it, and then uh, they run into Penny. Uh, Sorry, Ruby and Weiss. God, I can't, I'm getting everyone's names mixed up today. Ruby and Weiss are making fun of each other. And then they run into Penny. So Ruby runs off after Penny because Penny is pretending not to know them. So Weiss goes into the big tower to use the internet. Uh. Oh, I, I forgot to mention. Uh back when Weiss went back when the teams were being split up, Weiss wanted to go with Neptune because Weiss likes Neptune for some reason. Uh so Weiss goes, uses the internet. Um to pull up records of the SME company's dust movements because she's part of the SME company so she gets she can access a lot of uh confidential information she gets it uh the operator who she's talking to is like hey do you want me to transfer you to your dad or sister and weiss goes no thank you and then leaves because i wonder if she like if there's some issue with her and her family mm-hmm. Uh, Ruby catches up with Penny and is like, Hey, we haven't seen you in weeks. You just disappeared that night. What's up? Is everything okay? Penny's like, I can't really talk to you. And Ruby's like, hey, I'm your friend. You can tell me anything. And Penny goes, okay, it's not safe to talk here. Maybe at this place at this time. Uh, so they do. So she shows up um, and they talk and... Penny talks about how her dad sent her to Beacon, but wanted her to keep a low profile so she shouldn't have gone out and done the- did the thing she did. Um, and then she mentions that her dad's not there, but somebody else is! And they run into a demonstration by Ironwood, who has a bunch of robots- combat robots with him. And he goes, hey, you know, these robots, they do a pretty good job! But, uh, we're Atlas. We're not good enough. It's pretty good. We have to have the best. So the big crates behind him open up, and they're new combat robots. Who look like the old combat robots, but with a better paint job. Uh And they have more personality, and they knock over the old ones, and I, Um... And then Ironwood talks about, hey, you know, we got these combat robots that's gonna make... War's less dangerous, but sometimes you need the human touch. So we have this, and he reveals... A giant mecha! Because when I think delicate human touch, I think even bigger robot. Uh, yeah. Totally. I've seen Guren Lagann. What's yeah. They wish. They fucking wish they were Guren Lagann. Um... At this point, uh... Penny is obviously super uh, uncomfortable about something, and Ruby is totally engrossed, because Ruby likes weapons, waka-waka. Uh, so Penny gets spotted by several of the soldiers of the Ironwood, and start approaching. So Penny runs off, which wakes up Ruby, so Ruby runs after them. Uh, the two soldiers give chase. One of the soldiers gets hit by a car, but he's fine? Like, they dart out into the road, and there's a car going full speed that just runs into him and stops. And he's like, hey, watch what you're doing! And then they chase after them. Uh, Ruby chases after Penny, uh, but can't keep up, so she decides to wall run, and it's cool. And she realizes that Penny's trying to get away from the soldiers, so she picks up Penny and does her super speed thing. Except it appears that carrying someone with her causes a bunch of stress. Because as she, as she finishes, she like, kind of passes out and rolls into the road. And is about to be run over by a truck. But Penny runs out and stops the truck. By just like... Superman that shit with bare hands. Yeah, yeah she supermans it with her hands. Um, And it is at this point that I realize that we're not supposed to realize she's a robot yet. Because it's a big like. <gasps> she just stopped a truck like that. When like last last episode of the last season, she deployed robot bits out of her. Oh, kind and... of
1: a backpack. She looks like she has.
0: Yeah, but she also pulled a uh, a gunship out of the air. Probably like any of the main it.
1: characters could probably do that too. <laughs> well, not mm. like maybe not like Weiss or Ruby, but like like Yang's easily capable of that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> any of the main characters could have pulled it down, except for Weiss, Ruby, probably
1: Blake. Yeah, I'm teasing you. Um, I know, I know. I just okay. I don't, one of these days you'll you'll learn that that doesn't work. <laughs>
0: I'll find a way to tease you yet. Um, and then she reveals to Ruby that she's a robot by showing her hands and her hands have robot bits underneath it. Um couple things about this episode. Um at this point I realize that Penny has that like Japanese protagonist curl. It's the on on your head, there's just the single strand of hair that stands up and curls a little bit. Um it's super popular in anime. Uh, because this show is not anime enough, they have to add in a character who has the anime hair. Um, when they're trying to save the soldiers, uh, Ruby cuts down a wooden platform that has a bunch of wooden boxes on it, and the wooden boxes say breakable things? And I was like, okay, okay show, that's cute. Um, cause I thought it was just gonna be a quick cutaway. If you pause and look, you'll notice it says breakable things but no, it then zooms in on the crates, they say breakable things as they're falling, which kills the joke. Um. Oh, and the episode of... The, sorry. The title of the episode, A Minor Hiccup, uh, is because whenever Penny lies, she hiccups. So when she's telling Ruby... No, I I can't talk to you right now, or I don't want to talk to you, she hiccups, and... No, everything's fine, she hiccups, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's cute. Uh, anything else?
1: Uh, no.
0: Okay, episode four, <laughs> Painting the Town. First thing I'm gonna mention, this episode has a giant epilepsy warning, and I mean giant. Um, there is a scene, there are several scenes in the nightclub which is just incredibly stroby it is it me i'm not epileptic i do not have um uh epilepsy or generally any issues with flashing lights this made me ill um so if you have if flashing lights are a problem i would not recommend watching that part of the episode because nothing happens like no, nothing happens. Yeah, she
1: just tries to get information out of the owner, and he doesn't have any, and that's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, episode starts, Ruby is talking to Penny, um, and is surprisingly cool with all of this. She's like, oh, okay, you're a robot, whatever, you're still a person, you're still as real a girl as me, which is, good job, Ruby, way to be cool. Um and Penny's super into this and was like, super oh, that's super cool, you're the best friend I could ask for. Um they hear the police coming, and so Penny picks up Ruby and tosses her in a dumpster where she belongs. Um, but it's actually just to prevent her from getting in trouble with the police. Uh and then she goes off with the police uh soldiers soldiers. They seem to be using the terms interchangeably here. Because they they are kind of both, uh, they are a part of the
1: military, yeah, uh, um, but they also work as police. Because in the show, the two are pretty much the same thing. That's not worrisome. Nope, not at all. It's, it's never a plot point, ever. Never,
0: never, uh, never. Uh, Yang takes Mercury to a nightclub. It's this nightclub from her trailer. So she, uh, as she's walking in. Um, a couple of people are freaking the fuck out because they're like, Oh god, she's come back! And she has someone with her! Um, so she, they're trying to bar the door and she punches the door open. And walks in. Uh... And then everyone pulls a gun on her. And Mercury is like, oh! Maybe I shouldn't- like, this is not how I'm used to being greeted waka waka laugh track. Uh puts to Blake and son going to a white fang meeting I I don't know how they knew there was going to be a white fang meeting there it seems like I mean Blake hasn't been going to these meetings for months so I'm not sure how they figured this out they just show up yeah. um,
1: <laughs> just magic
0: and they get uh it's explained that the white fang all uh, wear uh, these half masks because humans set um, set out to make them into monsters. So if they're gonna be treated like monsters, they may as well look the part, which uh, Sun's like, well, that's super grim. And I go, ah, so you don't have to draw a bunch of different faces. Because they're all covered with a mask. Um, oh, that is something we forgot to mention. They're no longer doing the thing I liked where the background characters are just black silhouettes. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Everyone is, like, animated and
0: has a look. I, I'm i not a fan of that. It does... It makes it a little harder to figure out who's important to look at, and I also spend a lot of time looking in the background at the characters instead of what's supposed to be happening. Um. So, it turns out that the, the, there's a bunch of new people who are here too, and so there's a guy at the, t- the front who's uh, giving a small speech, and he is totally not reading from a script and this sounds completely natural. Um, and he introduces Torchwood, and Torchwood shows up, uh, walks up and everyone goes, Hey, what the fuck? Why there's a human? We should kill him. Humans suck. And Torchwood pretty much goes, Yeah, humans suck. So I'm gonna help you kill all of them because that's profitable for me. And I have... This, to help you, and he unveils that he has several of the new war mechs that were revealed in the last episode, which... Okay. Sure, fine. You know what, that's- that's fine. That does introduce them as a major threat. They have connections to the point where they can get cutting-edge military hardware. Um... Then there's the the epilepsy scene. Um, Yang is interrogating the guy she beat up before, and he just goes, I don't know anything. And so she and Neptune leave. Um, Yang shoots out all of the light, or shoots out the breaker box so that she and Sun can escape because they're faunus and they can see in the dark, but Torchwood can't. With the issue being that this is a white Fang meeting, so all of them are faunus, so all of them can see in the dark. True, but they wouldn't know who to go towards since
1: he's like, "Oh, go out to them." It's just like, who? Who are you
0: pointing at? The the person who just fired a gun. Oh, sure, that's the point. Yeah, like I, I, I get what they were doing, but the issue is they're trying. There's only one person. They're talking about, and he has already spotted them and is already sending people to catch them, so too little too late oh no, well for some also for some reason, he's the only one that
1: chases them though,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to be fair he is he's the one who hops in the mech. Well, oh yeah, but yeah like and... cool.
1: it could could have still at least shown other like the rest of the group doing something,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's dumb, uh. Blake sends out a distress call to everyone else and is like, Hey, like, we got spotted at the meeting and they're chasing after us and they're in this big giant war mech. Um, So Weiss is like, Oh, you! And rolls her eyes and runs off. Ruby is like, Hell yeah, war mech. I'm not going to miss this. And Neptune and uh, Yang are like, Okay, we're on our way. Where are you? As they run as Blake and Sun run by. Uh, so... They're all... Blake and Son are trying to get away from the Warmech. The Warmech's trying to catch them, and everyone else is trying to catch the Warmech. Uh, they end up on the highway, which is at this point... Um... Torchwood done fucked up. Because now he is deployed the mech in a very public area, where everybody can see. So, he's completely lost the element of surprise for the White Fang having these Warmechs. Which is probably- that was probably important to their, uh... To their plan, whoopsie daisy. But, what you gonna do? Um, eventually, Team Ruby meets up and, uh, Sun and Neptune fall behind. Uh, just as a spoiler. Uh, the episode ends with those two being like, eh, they're they're probably fine, as they're sitting at a Google stand uh, run by the guy in the truck that Penny stopped. Uh, so, as they're about to... Oh, I skipped, I skipped some stuff, sorry. Uh, while they're being chased, um, we do see Mercury's weapon. Mercury Neptune. has a... Neptune, sorry, I have him been... down here. Is Mercury again? God damn it! Uh, Neptune has a uh, rifle which turns into a naganata. Uh, which okay, that's cool. Um, Sun can do the Goku clone thing because Sun is literally just Sun Wukong, um, except not as cool. Uh, let's see. The mech thing runs through, so... The highway is set up with, like, these laser barriers on the side. That work like concrete barriers on our roads, where if you run it, it's to stop you from falling off or going, like, get into a different lane area, whatever. Uh, but the mech just, like, steps through it and it doesn't seem to put up any resistance. Which makes me very curious... Well, what just the point through is? It.
1: The mech slid on ice and went flying off.
0: I'm sorry, you're correct. So it it replicated probably the situation in which, hopefully, the railings would stop a car if a car did that. Except it didn't, which makes me question how if they're any good or what's the point of them. That's well, true. If they, or if they just put the laser thing because they thought it looked cool. I well
1: obviously the thing is just for aesthetics. And yeah. They
0: they want to move the fight below the bridge. Right. Uh so Ruby and Team Ruby is up below the bridge. Um and they fight it for a while. Uh Ruby is calling out I, I think this is interesting. So she's calling out different combinations of attacks. Um and the names of the combinations of the attacks are the real-world ship names. Um, so, Weiss and Blake, white and black, are called Checkmate. Yang and Blake, yellow and black, are called, um, uh, Bumblebee, uh, white, or, Weiss and Yang, white and yellow are called Freezer Burn, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so she, Ruby's calling out these attacks, uh, she specifically does not call it an attack between herself and her sister, Yang, which, thank you. Um, they fight for a while, they manage to cut off one of the arms, um, and then the rest are kind of blown back, and it's just Yang and the mech, and the mech beats up Yang, and everyone's like, oh no, like, Yang's in trouble, cause she's all alone up there, and Ruby's like, don't worry, her special superpower that all of us have, which has had... Which has been named once, midway through season one, and then has never been named again, just offhandedly mentioned, and then I guess shown again in Best Day Ever, when uh, Petra uses her thing again to control polarity. Um, Yang's thing is, the more she gets beat up, the more damage she does, because she's a berserk. The angrier she gets... Or the more she gets punched, the anger she gets. The anger she gets, the harder she punches. Um, so she gets beat up enough that uh, it fills her limit break gauge, and she punches the mech, and the mech like disassembles itself, and Torchwood tumbles out. Uh, Torchwood is about to get the shit kicked out of him when a new character named Neo is introduced. She was in the background of um the scene. At the White Fang meeting, uh, apparently her name is Neapolitan, cause she's her color scheme is white, brown, and pink. Uh she has an umbrella, and her tell her power. She seems to have teleporty, shattery powers because uh, she teleports them away, and it's like uh, a mirror shattered. Um, Weiss makes a really bad joke, and that's the end of the episode. You have anything? Crew cool robot fight. That's a pretty cool fight. I will give you it's a pretty nice fight. Um I'm liking that there are more of these big cool fights in this season so far. Yeah, um,
1: and if I remember I think there yeah, there will be some more to come. This is all around I will I just know, based on these this season's just much better. It the animation's better, it looks nicer. There's more fights.
0: Yeah, the episode, the episodes are longer. The episodes are which longer, is, which is good because season one had a lot of episodes that were like five or six minutes, and yeah. all of these were at least like twelve minutes. So that lets a lot more stuff happen, um, and more stuff is happening. Uh, season one just had a lot of empty episodes where nothing happens. This is definitely like, you know,
1: Russo feels like, all right, all right, Martha, you get a budget now.
0: Um, and then, uh, last thing we watched was episode 4.5, World of Remnant. World of Remnant is, um, supplemental material that was reduced, uh, released, uh, afterwards. Um, so it's, World of Remnant is just a bunch of lore-building stuff. Remnant's the name of the, the planet they're on. Um, this episode is about dust, and it explains what dust is in two minutes. And I can sum it up in one sentence. Uh, dust is magic crystals that react to people to do magic things. Yep. Uh, they use it to power technology. They use it in bullets. Uh, they specifically mentioned it's used in bullets. I wonder why. Um, and then it ends saying like humans and faunas don't know where dust came from despite the fact they use it but they have no idea that using it is going- is changing the world all around them. So you know climate change. That's you did such a great job with the racism subplot. I'm sure when this climate change subplot comes up, Rooster Teeth, you're gonna do a, a just a bang-up great job. What subplot? Climate change.
1: Yeah. What were we talking about? What, what what what's the subplot that's hap- gonna happen? I've never heard of it.
0: I'm hit that change? that doesn't happen. Yeah. I what?
1: I just they. they I, I have no memory of this of that plot going anywhere the, the story d- t- does it changes after uh monty is no longer right. you know around right so definitely certain things like that i i was surprised when i watched it. i never watched it before i was like oh wow i don't remember anything to do with like dust besides just like that's how the powers are made like i, well, I i'm pretty sure that's that's a, a plot that just doesn't happen
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it does mention that there's there's four base kinds of dust, and then you can wombo combo them into stronger versions of dust. Cool. Maybe I'm, I, I I will say I might be wrong on that. My memory's
1: really bad, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't happen. Uh, uh, I, I do want to clarify.
0: Okay. Uh so yeah, that's it. Um, first four and a half episodes. Eh, they're I've seen worse things. It wasn't. None of them were Gene episodes, so automatically better yep. than like half of uh... season one. I can't wait for the second half to be all about Gene. Um. Yeah. It, you know. Episode, the season's fun so far. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Uh. Hopefully next time we won't wait so long between episodes. Sorry about that. Uh. Life just kind of happened. A lot and didn't stop happening for a while. So mm-hmm. I, uh, so we didn't have time to record. But, anyways, hope you enjoyed it. Bye.